0: Welcome to the Traveler's Blueprint. Start designing your next adventure. Hello, TTB community. I am Elliot Chibley, and here with me, as always, is the jolly Robert Demena. And each week, we like to bring you insight from travel authors, adventurers, conservationists, digital nomads, tour guides, and some of our own personal travel experiences.
1: Yes, we do. So this week... Uh, we- well, I guess today on this episode of the Traveler's Blueprint, we're reflecting on the year of 2021, and in addition to that, we're going to discuss our personal travels over the year of 2021, and then jump forward and look ahead and anticipate how the travel industry will fare moving through 2022, 2022, yeah, and then anticipation on where we plan to go. Uh, or or hopeful we can go in 2022, depending on how the travel industry fares, of course. Before we jump into the podcast, though, I want to give this week's travel tip of the week, and it's to make your New Year's resolutions a little bit more obtainable. And I I, I guess I'm implying that you're not making them obtainable as they are or as they were last year, but this year, make them obtainable. Small steps, uh, and if you have some, some outstanding... Long-term goal. Remember to break that down, and then break those steps down further. Baby steps, one day at a time, one moment at a time. That's your travel-ish tip of the week. It's kind of just a life tip of the, the the week.
0: Were you the one that sent me the meme about the person breaking down? If you have a really difficult task, and you break that down into little steps, and then break those down into little steps, and then it's much easier to ignore those little steps. Yes,
1: yeah, so you, you get your goal, and you break them down into multiple steps because the multiple steps are much easier to ignore. Yes. Uh-huh. It was a, it was a play uh-huh. on exactly on our on our tip. So, um yeah, yeah. All right, before we get into the podcast, check out some of the cool stuff that we offer.
0: The Traveler's Blueprint offers a travel journal and planner that is available for 7.99 on our website. It is a PDF, so you can fill it out online or in paper, and it is completely reusable. We also offer a become your own travel agent five-part video tutorial. Part one is navigation, two is booking airfare, three blogs, research, and reviews, four itinerary building, and five safety, cultural norms, and thoughtful travel. You can find that on our website and it is $25.
1: We also offer travel consulting, so for more information on that, go to our website and feel free to send us a DM on social media or an email. Lastly, you can join us and if you want to, you can you can be a part of our Travel Around Table series. That's where we sit down with a group of, of travelers, send us your email with your name, your website, and a few travel-related topics that you enjoy discussing, and we will get back to you. All right, Bob. I'm pumped. I'm ready for this. Uh, I like this. I like the idea of this. This is our first ever Christmas special. Uh, we, we have yet to reflect, I think, on any year since we started doing the podcast, at least not publicly. And <laughs> uh, we did not record ourselves doing it. So let's just jump right into it. Uh, Elliot, uh, what was the biggest travel news that su- surprised you this year?
0: You know, there was a lot that happened in the last year between, uh, I, I mean, the overarching thing of the last two years was obviously COVID. So there's been some really interesting things that have come about from COVID, mainly to me, how every single country reacted to it, like Australia and New Zealand, mm-hmm. completely shutting down. Mm-hmm. That surprised yeah. me.
1: That that surprised me too. Yeah, especially and they're still at the, shut down. Especially being in America where you have them going sort of the opposite route. Like we tried it for a little bit. We tried to lock down. It didn't really jive with the population, we can well, say. Well, I think the
0: U.S. was one of the first ones to curb uh, – flights to the U.S., yeah.
1: Yeah, I believe so too. And then, but but as far as completely shutting down, like it was really interesting seeing that unfold. Like you had Australia shut down completely, New Zealand shut down completely, and they actually shut down interstate travel. Now, the United States kind of, we we did shut down international travel for at least a short period of time, but then, yeah, there was no way I was anticipating that we were going to shut down interstate travel. That would have been chaos. uh, I mean, some
0: states States. tried to impose it, but it was never... Remember mandated. the bubbles? We had the we had the travel bubbles like yeah. the tri-state
1: area was in it's like little travel bubble. Oh, yeah, man,
0: yeah I don't like think I don't out. think anybody from Pennsylvania was allowed to go to like New York or Maryland for a little while Yeah, so there is. quarantine was... for 14 days, but that, that was all pre-vaccine. What an interesting Anyway, time. Yeah. uh what are some of the what was something that was a surprise to you this past year? So, we
1: talked about this previously, and I think it's that the it took a pandemic to essentially figure out how to curb the over-tourism problem. And there's two cities that I keep referring to when I think of this. And it's Machu Picchu. Oh, I'm sorry, did I say cities? So mm-hmm. landmarks. Machu, mm-hmm. the landmark of Machu Picchu, the site of Machu Picchu, and then the city of Venice. So two locations that have substantial tourism, major tourism. like, like Basically, the and,
0: population is made up of tourists.
1: Essentially, right? Uh, at least, definitely, Machu Machu Picchu. Yeah. <laughs> no one lives there. FYI. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Um but so and what they've did they've revamped the programs how they're going to allow people in how much time you're going to be able to stay in that location and essentially controlling the flow and controlling the quantity and it will diminish that free uh roaming type of travel experience but it's sort of the trade-off that we just all have to suck up and deal with if we care about these locations enough to want to preserve them for the future. But moving back to Venice, the crazy thing to me that they're going to do is put turnstiles at the front of the city. so
0: you can It's still going to become an, an amusement park. It, it, it is. And I right? think a lot so of you, landmarks are going to go that way. I mean, right? That's how the Eiffel Tower is. Right? Yeah.
1: I mean, it, if it, if that's what we have to do to make sure Venice stays around for generations to come, then that's what we have to do. Uh, and, and uh, yeah, so I don't see the world ever moving in that direction. I don't see Peru taking those drastic measures or Italy taking those measures. May, well, maybe Italy, Italy, I think was kind of, they, they were, they were brainstorming on how they could help the over-tourism problem, especially in Venice, but it took well, a pandemic. Bunch
0: of also did that. Yeah, you,
1: yeah, you're right. It's I,
0: changed I, dramatically yeah. in the last 10 years.
1: Right. And so it's a matter of, it's, a, it's great foresight because they're going to lose profits in the short term, but then solidify what we hope is solidifying profits in the long term through the conservation of these sites. Mm-hmm. So I was very surprised to hear that. Uh, let's move on. Next topic. This is, this is going to be fun. This is already pretty fun. So uh, still, on the, still on the main topic of reflection of the travel industry, the second point. What did you find disappointing about the travel industry and tourism over the course of 2021?
0: COVID and mm-hmm. the, the severe, and I think we've talked about this a bunch, but how mm-hmm. the severe impact it's had on, I guess, locals, not even yeah. in touristy areas, but in, in areas that still rely on some tourism mm-hmm. to feed mouths. Yeah. Yeah. It's hurt a lot of people.
1: Yeah, and I don't think we have this cushy Western world, you know, that we live in in the United States. Most of the people listening throughout uh, uh, Western Europe kind of on the same boat. But we've taught we have broken down articles where you have these tourism industries in throughout South America and Africa that are still struggling. You know, as travel opens up, that just means people are going to Rome and Italy and Spain. But how many people do you know buying are buying a ticket to Rwanda or Bolivia or? Uh, even even parts of Peru or Colombia, as soon as travel opens, most people aren't, uh, you know, and, and those are gonna, unless you're sort of an adventure. Um, so they're still still struggling big time.
0: Yeah. All right. Yeah. What about you?
1: Yeah, it's tied to COVID, obviously, and it was the the opening of travel. I was getting pumped. I was really liking it. Everything was opening. Air, yeah. air Airlines were opening back up. Borders were opening back up. We were getting, like, the COVID passports. Everything appeared to be falling into place for what was hopeful, like, the, a, a revitalized travel industry. And then Delta just smacked that down and ruined it. Uh, Delta de- did
0: it. De- I think Delta de- did it in response to COVID. D- Delta. No, Delta, the, the variant. Oh, Delta you variant. Said, I thought you were saying Delta Airlines. you got to clarify <laughs> no, that. No, no,
1: Delta, the Delta variant. The Delta variant, I mean, came out of nowhere. At least, I think as uh, – and I feel like I remember this well because we were actually planning our Morocco trip. So we booked our Morocco trip when things were on the decline. Everything seemed to be opening up. Travel was flowing more freely. And then before we went, Delta came out. And I mean, literally, in the weeks leading up to our trip, we were – getting told that we had to do additional tests and the timeframes for the testing and different borders were closing. that constantly countries. changed. Yeah. And so that was, and that was in the end of summer, fall. And so, uh, now it's like the Omicron and I don't know. So that's it. Um, I, I found yeah. that, I found that pretty disappointing.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. and I find it disappointing too. I mean, so it happened with Delta and, we were very careful in traveling to Morocco, took a lot of precautions, um, mm-hmm. and I think right now with Omicron running its course, it's going to peak right around or right after Christmas, and at the time of this coming out, I w- should be in Chicago with my family, and Where are I, you going? I have s- decided to stay home.
1: Oh, oh okay.
0: That's yeah, because off. Pennsylvania's cases are surging right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's tough. I think it's going to, by the end of this, I think almost everyone will have had Omicron, which is unfortunate, but I think there's, I'm Less hopeful this is symptoms, the last right? wave. Yeah. I'm hopeful yeah. this is the last wave and we get to the point where, you know, it's almost a flu-like thing and then travel can resume as it was.
1: That's how, that seems to be the direction that we're headed. Um, and yeah, I, I think, I, I think that's kind of, yeah, the pace we're on. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to the next main topic. And then we have two subtopics. And I don't I, We probably should have clarified that in the beginning. But this episode has several main topics. And then we broke them down into two questions.
0: Well, yeah, for topic. two reflections on the travel industry as a whole, a reflection on personal travel, and then an anticipation of 22 travel, and then an anticipation of 22 personal travels. Support for the Traveler's Blueprint is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below the waist grooming champions of the world. Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped just launched their fourth generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. Enjoy 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code TTB at manscaped.com.
1: Do not travel to the Netherlands or anywhere for that matter with untamed nether regions. Elliot and I do not, and we bring this with us on our trips. On the Traveler's Blueprint, we promote concise travel planning, and part of that planning is making sure you pack appropriately. The Lawnmower 4.0 is lightweight, has a travel lock, a light for close shaving, and a battery length that will last long into your trips.
0: You got it. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code TTB at manscaped.com. Your, your balls will thank you. you. <laughs> yeah. So
1: let's do a reflection of our personal travels in 2021. What was your favorite favorite travel moment of 2021?
0: You know, uh, again, we had a lot of travel in a very short period of time. I think I took about six weeks of travel between the beginning of August and mid-October. And that included, you know, a week long Trip to the beach, two weeks in Acadia, and a week and a half trip to Paris and Morocco with you. And there is a lot of highlights in there. And I, I don't know if I can pick one of them, but I will discuss two of them. One was meeting Tom and Judy in Acadia and making great friends there and having maintained that relationship with them. And then number you're two. You're meeting them somewhere,
1: right? Aren't you? You're doing something with them?
0: I Didn't, didn't we talk about that? Yeah, well, we're, we're hoping that when we go out to Portland, we're going to hang out with them. Um, nice. I think we're going to be going to their wedding next year, which is very exciting. Or that's two what years, you said. Whenever it happens. Yeah, that's, yeah, pretty, that's yeah. pretty cool, man. Yeah, yeah, they got engaged in Acadia about 10 minutes before we saw them hiking. That's cool. So they that's were engaged. Cool, they, were, they were just boyfriend, girlfriend on the boat ride there, got engaged on the island, and on the way back, they were fiancés
1: crazy how that transition happens it all it takes is a small piece of metal with a diamond on it
0: yeah uh so congratulations tom and judy the other piece which i think was probably from our trip was just stargazing in the saharan oasis
1: yeah uh yep yep that that's coming up in this conversation from me as well that was it's going to be hard the to top um and I and if you didn't listen to our Morocco experience, please check that episode out. We break down a beautifully efficient itinerary on how you can travel through Morocco yourself. But the the time Elliot and I spent in the Sahara Desert, in this oasis, under the stars, under shooting stars and satellites, and we were fortunate enough to see the International International Space Station kind of float by. Uh <laughs> yeah. parts of the Milky Way. It was it was incredible and such a cool way to experience the night sky to feel in the middle of the sahara <laughs> desert yeah big time big yeah. time did that uh, yeah well and i so, think
0: that ties into the second part of this um which is the biggest impact on your perspective of the well travel. wait you
1: didn't get that you didn't ask me man you didn't ask me oh i thought that was i thought that was part of yours no
0: no oh, okay all right so my
1: my biggest travel moment of 2021 right. was walking in rome i had my daughter in my hand my three-year-old daughter kind of hold, holding her on my hip, my shoulder, that type of walk. My wife's behind me with the stroller, and we're walking on the street, and dead smack in front of us is the Roman Colosseum. And as we're getting closer, she just points to it, and she called it the building with the big windows because of the giant arches. And she said, can we go in? And I was like, damn straight we can go in. Absolutely. <laughs> I'll take you anywhere you want to go. And I joke with my wife that, like, that's all she needs to say. Like, can we go there? And if she's interested, then I'm taking care uh, but we went into the Coliseum, and she remembers it to this day, like she'll remember the name of the Coliseum. She remembers Italy. I think she thinks all planes go to Italy, so okay. being able to travel with my daughter and take her to her first international trip and have her actually retain a little bit of that information and bring it back it was pretty cool, pretty cool sensation pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, so i really I really think that that was that was up there for me and then yeah. Moving on. So what travel moment had the biggest impact on your perspective of travel and the world? Elliot.
0: You know, this one's a tough one for me because there was, I don't think there was a specific defining moment. I think I had a lot of, uh, I'm just grateful to have had the opportunity to travel so much this year when we didn't travel for like 18 months before that. Right. But I think just getting back out there and being able to travel uh, internationally and uh, just via the Inside the States.
1: yeah. Well, it has to be, it has to change your perspective on travel after not being able to do it for so long, right? To, yeah, to I didn't realize how get, much I missed it. Yeah, not how, and how much of a privilege it is and what a great opportunity you have, you've had in the past and how it can, yeah. it's not always guaranteed. And it's not, you know, it's not this free ride that you're always going to be able to travel into the future um, because we don't know what the future holds, right? Yes. So, but. What, what, what was that wrong? What was that? It's <laughs> yeah, funny
0: Travel into the future, traveling to the future.
1: Um, so mine, this is where this guy, the, the, the stars from Morocco come back and, and we don't really need to touch up on it too much, but yeah, just being able to see that feel so tiny and insignificant as you have this massive universe above your face, uh, above your head, uh, you know, and I really, really enjoyed that. And it did, it kind of, uh, I remember laying there on that bed as we were all sitting around talking after a day of hiking and kind of tuning all of you out and just sort of yeah, zoning in okay. and, and getting, getting it. Yeah, sorry about that. All. <laughs> no. All right. It
0: was, it was very quiet for a little while.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, let's look ahead. So 2022. Travel um, industry, yeah. The travel industry. So where, how do you see travel playing out in 2022?
0: So I think the conversation we had uh with Jackie, which will actually be coming out in a few yeah. weeks.
1: Uh-huh.
0: That that was really insightful. Um we had talked about it in our November travel bites about some of the technology that's changing the travel industry. And I'd like to say this year, or at least by the end of it, COVID has mostly become manageable to mm-hmm. the to the state that we can travel internationally again. I don't think Australia or New Zealand will open up next year, this year, twenty twenty two. I think that's still maybe 2023. I agree. Yeah.
1: I, I see for the most part, most of the world opening up uh, with the exception of of Australia and New Zealand. And then I see the trend of people who get to travel doing it slower and for longer. So keeping up with this trend or expanding on this trend of getting months stay, Airbnbs, taking time at their destinations and sort of immersing themselves into the lifestyle uh, rather than immersing themselves into the landmarks that we used to see happen uh, with like normal, you know, back in my day. (laughs) Yeah, right. Well, I think
0: to your point earlier about the perspective of travel, I think I'm hopeful that people see this as, all right, now I'm going to take, I'm not going to take for granted that I'm able to travel. I'm going to be more respectful about the destinations. I'm going to take it in more and I'm going to appreciate it more than I ever did Mm -hmm. before. Yeah.
1: And that's the mentality of younger travelers in general. And you have younger people seeking jobs that offer the opportunity to travel in that way or just have less time off, which you can utilize however you please. But that's sort of just the general philosophical trend of uh, the youth. I think the, the, you know, the, the early, the late teen, early twenties. What's their, what's their philosophy? I think they're looking for jobs that offer more time for themselves or, or more autonomy of time. So they want something. I think everyone's they want... looking for that. No, I don't think so. I don't, don't think, think so. so? I, no, I think uh, if you're 35 and over, you're perfectly okay with being locked into a nine to five. Like I think that's the that's the life you were sold growing up through college and that's the life you expected to have. I think people who are younger now see the ability to have to negotiate autonomy of time and then also see the opportunity with the internet and social media to uh, take a crack at a side hustle, which offers additional streams of income. So I think people, younger people today, I think they see themselves as having more options.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah.
1: So um, did I ask you? I didn't ask you yet. Go ahead. What, where do you see travel playing out on tour? Or no, you already answered that, didn't yeah, you? Yeah,
0: and I think I answered the second part of that, too, of what I'm hopeful for.
1: But yeah, I'm hopeful that uh, travel bounces back for the sake of local tour companies, and not yeah. just the ones in Rome and Paris and, and Spain, but the ones in Everywhere. Rwanda and, and Bolivia. Yeah, the, the ones that really need it, because those people were already poor, and they were already uh, already living below the poverty line, and then they just took this massive, massive, massive blow. So, um Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, where are you going for 2022? You got any trips? All right. Am I moving on? Yeah. You got any – Yeah. Anything planned or do you have anything planned as of right now?
1: So, I have three at minimum two-week itineraries, full itineraries planned in my head right now for several countries, so. For three countries. Now, but no no I, flights. No <laughs> flights. No, no, no hotels. Flights. No, no, I'm just kidding. So, what I plan on doing, or what I'm hopeful I'm doing, and I, and, and I really don't know if I'm going to do it in 2021 because of the fact that I have a newborn, but uh, I would like to, if I travel, or I'd say the next location that I go will likely be somewhere that offers uh, warm weather, um, a resorty type experience, so somewhere with Western amenities to accommodate having children with us, but also offers the opportunity for someone like me to sneak off and go for a hike or a snorkel or do something where I could a snorkel grasp, grasp at like the, the straws of what adventure might be you know like just like pretend I'm an adventurer uh, like the people that we talk to on this podcast but so so somewhere I'm thinking like Belize or Costa Rica or maybe Bermuda just because it's easy to access like Bermuda is a pretty straight shot. You know, parallel with the the Carolinas, which you were not. Was it you that was not aware of that? You thought it was somewhere else. Bermuda? Yeah. Did you not know where Bermuda was?
0: No, it was someone it else.
1: Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. Why I thought it was either. but um, so somewhere like that. I think that's some that that's that's going to be probably my next destination, just because it'll be nice and easy and still very very enjoyable. So, what about you? Where are you going in twenty twenty two?
0: No plans right now. Well, wait, what about Miami? You and I, Formula One. I don't know if we're going to do that. What? Why not? Yeah, because <laughs> my brother-in-law's can't go. Yeah, I don't know. All right. Yeah, he can't, do, he can't do Miami and he can't do, is it Montreal? Montreal. And then yeah. there's Austin. And then Austin, maybe. Okay. But we don't have yeah. any plans right now. I think, no. it's, I think it's tentative. You know, something that I want to do on the
1: podcast, and I'm mentioning it because in case someone's listening, they could reach out to us. I would love to interview somebody who has traveled with the specific goal of visiting Formula One races. So has been to at least several throughout Europe and the Middle East, maybe Australia. Like, I would love to just hear your experience of the different yeah. uh, and if it even races.
0: And if you happen to be on one of the Formula One teams, that would also yes. be fine.
1: Lewis Hamilton, um, let us know when you're free. Yeah. (laughs) And you notice I said Lewis Hamilton and not Max Verstappen. Yes, I did notice that. Now you just alienated yourself (laughs) from all the Red Bull fans. (laughs) All right, move on. So, um, oh, I will say,
0: the, yeah, I I don't have anything planned, but I think Amanda and I may try to do another one to two week trip into southern Utah and do the series of four national parks and, or three national parks and a, a state park something that every
1: american should do. I have yet to do that. Um, yeah. but that's like you have to. You you, you it, it, it's such a beautiful area. Um
0: I have never I I've been to the Grand Canyon, but I've never seen anything like Zion or Arches.
1: So, I haven't seen it to that extent. I've driven through Utah, I've driven through Arizona. I've seen red rock. I've seen that geology, but not to yeah, the extent not that, that yeah. it that it's featured in these national parks.
0: Yeah. No. So. Nah, I think I want to do like one of those hikes through the river or kayaks. Something something fun in addition well, to Well, Zion
1: has the one where you can walk. I think it's like hike of the narrows, I think. I, I, but you actually walk in about, for you it would probably be shin high. For me it might be hip high, water. <laughs> Neck high. <laughs> and, it, <laughs> and so you walk through these narrow uh, yeah. water-washed, water and wind-washed canyons, which I found yeah. surprising. But Well, Tom um, and
0: Judy shared that with us. That was part of yeah. their experience, yeah. So I think yeah. that they got us keyed in into that.
1: I think you and Amanda would absolutely love that trip. Yeah. So yeah.
0: Oh, I know we would. Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, all, right. all right, and this is actually the last question. So, what's something you want to explore from a cultural or travel perspective, either in real life or through the podcast
0: this year? That's a big question. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. If only you had this to prepare.
0: I know, it would have been great. Uh, yeah, yeah, come on. Uh, I've been thinking about this for a while and I don't... Yeah. I don't think I have... Let me hear what you have. So I I want to focus on mindset
1: a little bit more. So that's something that I've been doing with my personal life. I've been focusing on my mo- own mindset, right? And how to develop and strengthen my mindset as I am dealt with obstacles. And so obstacle's what I want the, to do, the obstacle is the way. So and what I want to do with these guests who I typically... Always find impressive whether they've actually performed some great physical feat, they've written a book, they've they've taken the 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 leap into a new culture, whatever it is. Like everybody we have on the podcast has the has can offer these experiences that took a certain mindset to accomplish. And I want to make sure that when we speak with them, we don't just talk about their experiences, but we talk about the mindset that they had and that they had to work with to get to those experiences. Because I think there's a lot to, to learn there.
0: I think there is. I think that's that's probably one of the things that we have focused on, I think, in our podcast. <laughs> it's not well, just the strategy and the, the logistics behind it, but why they did it and how they did it.
1: Yeah, yeah, but it's more the pre-mindset. So I I, I don't know. I, I, yeah, we do. I think we have focused on it. We do ask those questions. I really want to nail them down, though. I, really, I so maybe that was I just was an digging. afterthought.
0: Now it's now it's a primary.
1: Now it's a primary focus of yeah. our
0: conversations. I think
1: yeah. is is and and we could spend a little bit of time lingering on that on those topics as they, these people break down their mindset. Sure. All right.
0: Yeah. Well, I I don't know if I have anything. I I've, I've loved our guests over the last three years, and I think maybe something more personal for me as it relates to culture and travel is uh refining my spanish speaking my spanish language skills and maybe mm-hmm. work on touching up some of my other languages that i don't know so well it's a good
1: one that's a good one yeah i should I have time for that too
0: yeah yeah you yeah, gotta make time
1: uh, yeah so before we wrap up i didn't tell you this but we have a rapid fire round
0: <laughs> we have a rapid fire <laughs> round
1: do you want to do it I, we've never done it let's, thought let's about do it. it i think we should let's do it but uh let's just make sure, let's just do one word answers maybe or or some of them aren't really one word answers but let's just run through it all
0: right and all right. to be
1: honest with you i have not really put much effort into thinking about
0: i uh, never have yeah
1: these answers I, every time we do them answer. i'm like i wonder
0: what i would say but i never think about it more than i've that.
1: never even thought that <laughs> so uh <laughs> go for it oh,
0: all right well um, I, what are we going to do uh, we're going to ask and then we're both going to answer
1: yeah let's just let's just one, pro- so I'll ask the first one. You answer, right. and then I'll just say my answer, I guess. All right. And then we'll just- All right. So Elliot, what's the first word that comes to your mind when you hear the word travel? Plane. Plane. Mine yeah. is is fun. I don't know. Right. Never. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead.
0: Very, <laughs> very deep. Yeah, not uh, very deep. What What travel book had the biggest influence in your life?
1: Ooh uh, the the. Lost Kingdom of the Monkey God, or the Lost City of the Monkey God. Okay, I read yeah. this book, uh, and and after I finished it, I said I have to see the world, and I and I, I I literally said that to myself. I remember where I was. I remember where I was when I read the book, finished the book. I remember reading through it and realizing that there's such a big world out there, and that I needed to experience some of it. Mm-hmm. And that sort of bled into my fascination with like the Amazon, specifically like South America. So, okay. what about you?
0: Uh, I haven't, and I'll, I'll caveat this, I haven't read the full thing, but Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance. Interesting. And I don't, it, it's, yeah, it's kind of like a uh, a story about uh motorcycle journey, but maintaining it, and I, there's a lot of metaphors and uh, allegories to we life in general.
1: Yeah, we talked, and, I remember that, yeah, yeah. Yeah, a professor sure in you... college
0: uh, had us read it, and I didn't get very far through it. <laughs>
1: But it's your favorite,
0: yeah. It's probably yeah. had the biggest impact, yeah, yeah. Before, and I'd say that before we um, started the podcast, because we've had the ability to read a lot right. of books from our guests, yes. Yeah. And maybe the Nature Fix um, that was That's a, that was something yeah. that we actually did early on, and because I read that book, we got her on as a guest,
1: right, 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 yeah. All right from these options, what aspects of travel? Here, I want to do something crazy.
0: Okay. I want wow. you
1: to. I'm going to ask this question, but I want you to say my answer, and I'll say your answer. Okay. So, from these options, what aspect of travel has had the biggest impact on your experiences?
0: Okay. So yours is my likely historical architecture.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're right. And yours is people. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, number four. Uh, what is something that a traveler should not do? They
1: should not expect. Their trip to go is planned. That's it. Okay. All right? All right. What about you?
0: Uh, I would say... Don't... Uh, I don't know. Don't be close-minded.
1: I like it. I like it. Eh, yeah. Nice. All okay. right. Last question. What is one piece of advice you give to yourself? Ten years ago. Right, so
0: this is this is Christmas two thousand eleven. <laughs>
1: wow. <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm gonna say spend more time with the people you love.
1: Can't go wrong there. Mine would be uh to start working on the things I love without caring about what anybody else thinks. Alright. Uh-huh. All right. That can go deep, can't it? Yeah. Well, let's wrap this up. If you're listening to this, thank you. We we dearly appreciate your support as a listener. If you want to contribute to the podcast in a non-financial way, it's as easy as liking, uh, subscribing, sharing, leaving a review. like All those things love, like feed this, this social media algorithm and we grow as a result. We can offer you 20% off of Manscaped products if you go to the link in the show notes and use the code TTB. Their products are great. They gave us products for free to say this stuff, but they're genuinely great products. I use my lawnmower, the the buzzer all the time. So uh, yes, they're paying us. Yes, we make out, but they they appear to be really good products. The body wash and the shampoo
0: uh, is also great.
1: Love it. Love it. It smells great. Yeah, It's
0: my my favorite scent.
1: I, I mean, I have no complaints about any of their product. I have boxers and t-shirt. The t-shirt fits amazing. So yeah. um, if you're into those product, these products, you know somebody who might be, they definitely have both of our recommendations. So, and use the code. It gives you 20% off and it helps out the podcast, which if you're listening to this, I'm assuming you enjoy. And uh, we, th- we appreciate that. So thank you for listening and tune in next week.